From the PSIA AASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair and really excited to be talking with Mike Ma today about his summer adventures, which, geez, Mike, uh, I don't know how adventurous these were, but I'm really proud of you for going through them. Mike Ma, thank you. Hey, <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, George. I'm excited to be here. No, it, it wasn't that exciting, you know, um, catching up with my teammates and watching them like on white water and mountain biking or in the Southern hemisphere skiing. Um, no, uh, uh, my scenery was not that, uh, awesome, but, um, you know, <laughs> this is what happens when you have two surgeries inside four months. So I spent a lot of time in rehab, um, uh, uh, shout to hospital for a special surgery here in New York. It's, it's the best, but I, um, I'm waiting for them to give me some frequent flyer miles for, uh, for what I've done here. Yeah. You, you've been through some things here that I, I really think are going to be very interesting to talk about. So I'm glad we connected and I really appreciate you opening up for us, you know, because you were saying when we did an earlier interview about reaching your goals, you that wasn't possible because you you actually had some pretty bad injuries. How do you get past the mental funk? You know, you're looking, you just made the national team. Um, you're looking at your team members out on snow doing a lot of things. How are you keeping yourself from getting into a funk? Well, I mean, the, the first thing is I finished the season, right? And, um, I did National Academy. Um, I used an outrigger um, because my knee was, uh, for anyone who's had a, a, some sort of knee injury, particularly an ACL, my knee was literally hyperextending uh, almost every turn. So um, I'm not in a funk. The first thing is because uh, I did what I set out to do. I finished the season. It, it wasn't pretty. Um, and, you know, um, but I did it, uh, and I, I felt we had a great academy. Uh, we got a lot done. Um, the group was fantastic. We did a lot of learning, um, and and actually, it was a great opportunity for empathy. Being adaptive myself, not through any choice, <laughs> but so that that was thing one. And then thing two, um, you know, like. Uh, you don't get in a funk because you just have to gear up for the battle, right? And I also didn't let stuff lie. You know, I flew back from um, National Academy. Three weeks later, I was under the knife. So I just didn't have that much time to to lull and sulk and whine and, and moan. You just had to get it over with and, you know, rip the bandaid off. Um, and, you know, the, the probably the time that I did sulk the most was in the first two to three weeks of, of rehab um, post-surgery. And it for anyone who's been through an ACL injury or any other major surgery or whatever sort of traumatic, it was it was bad. Um, and it was really, really bad. Like it was the worst pain I've ever felt. There were no amount of meds. Um including oxy, which I tried to use, but I tried to use sparingly, but I did, um, helped. Um, I was not myself. I was grumpy. I was cranky. I wasn't sleeping right. It was, it was just miserable. It was the worst pain I've ever felt. Um, but I made it over it. And, and to be honestly, the, the part that, uh, that got me out of the funk. And I think I really turned the corner was moving. 
Um, once I was able to get cleared for rehab, about two and a half, three weeks post-op, and um, got to do something physical again. That was when my life changed back on track for the better. Uh, I'm not a cyclist. Uh, I'm, I'm an incredibly beginning intermediate mountain biker, and I'm a very average road cyclist. But I got in the Peloton and, you know, just moving your legs around when I thought I couldn't. That was the, that was the gateway. And since then, um, things have gotten much better. Well, Mike, I'm really glad that your answer wasn't, wow, I wasn't in a funk at all until you asked me that question, George. No, I was, no, I was, <laughs> like, look, I, 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 I mean, um, I, I was in a massive funk. In fact, the first, the first Peloton ride I did, I was in excruciating pain. It was 10 minutes. I can't remember what I generated, but I think I generated like five kilojoules of output, which is infinitesimal. Like most people or many people could probably get that out of like three pedal strokes. It took me 10 minutes and, and I saw the number and I came upstairs to my wife and I'm not, you know, this is sappy, but you know, I'll just tell it cause it's true. I just started crying. Like I, and I just looked and she's like, why are you crying? It's like, I have so far to go. Like, and uh, so, no, I was in a big funk. I was very angry and very depressed uh, about it all. Um, so it was, uh, it was, yeah, like there was no joke. That was, that was some real, that was some real stuff. Um, probably in the, in the June time frame. It was a tough time too, because it's like kids are graduating and finishing school and they're excited about summer and you're like, ah. So no, it was, it was, that was real. That was real. It was, it was a tough time. So how do you snap yourself out of this and get into a rehab program that one actually works for you and two is really motivating to get you out there and get stronger and get you back? Um, you know, like I, uh, talk with a lot of PTs. I mean, and, and first of all, my surgeon is fantastic and he's been amazing. And I picked a surgeon that deals with high end athletes. His name is Scott Rodeo. He's the New York Giants team doctor. Um, uh, he was USA Swimming's team doctor for three Olympics, former chair of the department. So you have to find the right person that's going to do the surgery and then help you. You're just being very forthright with your goals. Like, look, I'm on national team. This is very important to me. I plan on snowboarding and I just set the timelines like team trainings end of October. I am going to be on snow. Well, what will you do to get me there? Um, so I think you need to take control of your own path and um, align your resources and, and network, including those. I mean, and, and he, even he was like, oh, five and a half months, that's pretty skinny. He's like, oh, well, we'll see what we do. And, like, you just have to will it to be um, and, and organize the network to do that. Um, so it starts with the surgeon. Uh, with regard to your therapist, again, it, it's almost re repeating the same thing. It's like introduce yourself, show up, and explain what you're willing, what your desired outcomes are, and tell them what it is. Uh, I, I definitely, um, there's a local, 
uh, rehab center here called Jag One in the New York area, and they're attached to my gym, and you know they're literally 1.6 miles. And the reason I know this is because I run there now um, and back uh, as my warm up and cool down um, from rehab, um, and I was very clear about what my goals were, and they too were very skeptical um, uh, about it, but I was very forthright about what I want to do and how I was planning to do it. And number three is you got to show up and do the work. Um, I, I wish there were a lot of these people thought I couldn't do it or it's like this is very uncommon for you to be able to do this. But um, you got to show up and do the work. And so I just approached every set like if they told me to do 20 reps, I was going to do 40. If they told me to do 10 pounds, I was going to do 20. Or, you know, like, I, and I, I did it safely, of course, but I, I have to say, and I think they would all agree, like, I pushed my care group to feel comfortable with my aggressive timetable, not just from, like, what my body could do, but the mentality and the work I was willing to put in to get there. So those are my three things, um, you know pick the right team, set expectations appropriately with them. And, um, and then once you set it out there, number three, do the work and just show them repeatedly. Now let's talk a little bit about more about do the work because, um, did you get them to work with you once you, you started doing more reps, more weight, um, you were changing their prescribed workout did they talk with you then and come up with a new plan for you that incorporated the new rep numbers, the new weight numbers? They did. They did. You know, and, you know, uh, they did. And, you know, it was very clear, like, so I have, um, again, there's something called the return to sport test. So I have my return to sport test, test uh, October 19th. Um, yeah, measures flexibility, strength, and then, like, basically – um, hopping and jumping and plyometrics to make sure that my knee is going to do stuff. And um, no, I just said it. This is what we're going to do. And um, they started. They were like, oh, well, yeah. And, and you know, over time, it becomes a, a partnership. And you, you know, they're skeptical of you, but then they start seeing the stuff you're willing to do, um, and then it goes from there. Um, the biggest thing is pain, right? So um, a common statement in this type of thing is pain is your guide. And you have to be very honest with these parties. I mean, like, it's funny watching all this stuff about the NFL concussions and Tua and stuff. Like, you know, people lie. I don't lie. You know, when I'm in pain and I've over I've overstressed my particularly for me, my patellar tendon gets inflamed. I just tell them, like, yep, we pushed too hard today. Um, because if you don't build that rapport, they're not going to give you more because they don't trust you. Um, and so uh, it's through that trust. Um, and I'll bring them exercises um, to do too. And I spend a lot of time on TikTok and Instagram of watching uh, other ACLers go through stuff. Um, and I try to incorporate some of that stuff into my training. And some of this stuff made, you know... <laughs> May, makes them uncomfortable but we said it, it, it's almost like snowboarding and doing the first trick or, or first freestyles like okay well let's set up the parameters for your first board slide right um 
And so, for instance, like one of the things I wanted to do is stand on top of a BOSU ball. For those who don't know, it's like a half of a of a bouncy ball, and it's cut out. And I stood one footed, and um, I'm somewhat of an amateur soccer player. It's like I want to stand on my operative leg and volley the ball back, the soccer ball back. And they're like, we've never done something like that before, but we see that it's better. So, you know, we we did a progression. Just like we do in, in what we do on snow, right? We we stood against a wall. We did it gently, one foot away, and then you know uh, moved it away from the wall. So I'm at fingertip length, um, two feet away, and then eventually we were just doing it autonomously, like from multiple distances and multiple angles, right? Like, and so it, it's not that different than what we do on snow, and and that the learning connection model of building rapport. You know, it's like people skills, right? Very much so. It's very much people skills, the, the four fundamentals, right? Know yourself, understand the other party, build a two-way communication and, and, and build trust, right? And, and that, they, it's funny to be on the other side of it, but it really is a people skill game. Um, and that extended to how I try to be a good rehabber, Um and hopefully some of that wisdom carries through and I'm on the other side as the instructor, clinician, or whatever. Well, Mike, you said it, you were on the other side, but it also sounds like you were kind of teaching your therapist <laughs> how to work with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. You were teaching them how to become better therapists. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't mean it in my, in my home. You know, I, I live in the suburbs. I don't, like, live near the, tri- you know, like, where, like, and so they, they, it's weird. Uh, I, I say the word high-end athlete, but you know, a lot. Most seventy percent of the people that are in my physical rehab are just trying to get back to daily living things, like put dishes away, drive their kids to school. Um, so seeing someone like me with these goals, with it was actually fun for them. Again, it, it, it's not dissimilar to to teaching, right? Like, and what was great about it is it excited them as clinicians and therapists because they're like, yeah, like it's exciting to work with a high-end athlete. And, and I say these terms like very, <laughs> on a relative scale, what a high-end athlete is, um, you know, compared to someone who is nursing a knee injury, trying to get back to walking up and down stairs versus what we're doing. That's the calibration for high-end athlete. But it, it was exciting to them. So I, you know, my therapist and I were talking, it was like, you're going to miss me or you're going to be so glad to get rid of me when I'm gone. She's like, actually, it's pretty, like you're you're one of my few high end athletes, and it's you know so and again it, it, it's the same way right like you have your instructors we have our you know a couple of our regulars who are high end riders and high end skiers and um, it's fun so um, yeah I, I do think and again just like them like those those snowboard students teach me or, or put me in situations I have to grow as a, a instructor and clinician. And it's nice to know that I'm doing some of the same, but it really is, it goes back to those people skills and the learning connection model. It's a two-way partnership and that partnership has equal dividends, right? It's not just like, oh, I'm the teacher. Like you should just be lucky to have me. Oh, I'm the therapist. You should just be lucky to have me. It really is a two-way partnership. And just, you know, this whole process has been a good reminder of that. 
truism. Well, I love what you're talking about here. And, you know, as we get into concluding, it just seems to me like your therapists are willing to work with you and do what's best for Mike Ma rather than um, say, and I don't know your age, but uh, a 35 year old uh, person who is this, that you, they're looking at you specifically and what your needs are rather than making a generalization and coming up with something that they would just do kind of for everybody. Yeah. yeah and, and so one, I am, I'm of the middle age vintage, right? So I'm 46. I turned 47 during team training, um, knock on wood to, to make it there. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it is, it is that like, it's, you know, again, good lessons for us to think about the season. Very much. Don't go into, you know, like, you may have your progressions and you may have your, you know, process, but it's really about partnership and outcomes. And, and, um, you know, structure sets you free. Like, you learn the progression, you learn the fundamentals, the six, five fundamentals, because it gives you a broad understanding of where the boundaries are and how to effectively customize lessons and experiences for your student. And um, yeah, again, this this being on this side of the coin has just been a great reminder of, of that. And I'm very thankful for both A, the experience and B, the people that have been around to, to support that. Well, Mike, in conclusion, anything else you'd like to say to the membership as we head into team training this month? No, I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, um, thank you for all your support, both just offline uh, and online, and, and also to those who have, have uh, said some stuff. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just so thankful for the community. Uh, I'm hoping to see you, you know, excited to take some turns with you at team training. Um Knock on wood, I get cleared for snowboarding. Uh, I'm going to try and take one lap at Big Snow um, before I get out there so <laughs> to, to Colorado just to make sure I can turn left, turn right, stop. Uh, I'm going to try and, and – and you know what? The, the, I guess the last thing too, it's like I've been thinking about what I'm going to do on the first day of snow. Uh, much like to the stuff – I'm going to do the beginner progression. You know, start from – square one and I'm going to try and record some of this and put this out on social because I you know want to just <clears throat> I want to be safe and I don't want to wreck myself uh, and two um, I really believe in what the, the work that we've done and I, I think that's it's good for anyone a never ever beginner or a team member trying to like figure their stuff out before they they get back out there and it's a testament to all the work that people before me have done and trying to figure out how to slide effectively on the sport. I'm just I'm just wholly thankful for everyone that's been part of this process, like sending me high fives across or giving me advice uh, or, or different exercises. And then a couple people here in the East said they're going to come out and try to ride with me. So it's just, I just feel a lot of love and I'm very grateful um, and I feel very blessed. Mike Ma, always great to chat with you. Thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us on First Chair. Always, always. See you soon, George. From the PSIA, ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.